but just briefly talking about verse 11 today. This is the word of God. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us abundant life in Jesus Christ. We come to you now seeking to know your will through your word and through the power and leading of your Holy Spirit. Help us to abide more closely with you and to bear even more fruit that you might be glorified, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the Lord said in verse 11, These things I have spoken to you, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain or abide in you, and that your joy may be full. He desires for us to know a fullness of joy that is in him, him alone. And there are two joys here I'd like to mention. Actually, there's one joy, maybe two parts. The first one being the joy of the Lord that we know from Hebrews 12, chapter 2, where it talks about Jesus being the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. So our Lord endured the cross and all its agony, all its humiliation, in anticipation of the joy of being the Savior and Redeemer of his people. And the Lord is speaking of joy here in John chapter 15, uh, prior, just prior to his crucifixion. So he was already anticipating the joy uh, through the crucifixion. He was rejoicing in the coming victory over death, and he's preparing his disciples to share in the joy of his resurrection. And then the second part of the joy would be uh, that which we, his people, experience uh, because of his great love for us and uh, our growing love for him as we abide in him and obey his commandments. And as we know the fullness of the love of God our Father through the love and sacrifice of his Son, we know the fullness of joy in his presence. So if you want to be full of joy, abide in the one in whom is fullness of joy and who loves you as the Father loves him. So when the Lord says he wants his joy to remain in us or to abide in us, he is talking about the abiding relationship that is possible because of his demonstrated love for us on the cross. And knowing that the Lord Jesus loves us in the same way that he is loved by the Father certainly ought to bring us uh, great and abiding joy. And how can we sink into joylessness? How can we sink into joylessness if we meditate on how great his love for us is? We ought to humble ourselves and cry out in praise and wonder that he would love us so much, that this much. It's a perfect love. 
not dependent on our worthiness, but purely because of his electing grace and his sovereign desire to love his own. So this is a love that cannot be altered, can't be changed, can't be decreased. In fact, it can't be increased. It's eternal. Uh, It's a love which he clearly demonstrated to us on the cross, and he continues to demonstrate daily to us by his grace. And it's a love which we are reminded of each Lord's Day as we come to this table to rejoice in him and to remember his love by thinking of his body beaten and broken for us and his blood poured out for us. And I think if we meditated more often on his sacrificial love, uh, this passage, John 15, indicates that a growing and abiding joy would uh, be the result in our lives daily. A joy which enables us to deal with anything we will ever face. That kind of joy, which makes us unconquerable servants of the living God. In Romans, it says that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then it goes on and says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing in all of creation can separate the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord from his children, his sheep, his family. It says death cannot rob us of that joy. We know it's coming, but death cannot rob us of the joy that comes from his eternal love. Angels, as mighty as they are, they can't do anything to hinder his love. Principalities or governing powers, uh, they cannot legislate it away. They cannot take it away. Uh, Things present now or anything that's going to happen in the future cannot stop his love and our joy as a result of his love. Height or depth or distance or vastness of space, nothing can separate his love from us. And just in case... All of that isn't clear enough to us, isn't sure enough to us how much he loves us. He declares that nothing in all creation can separate his love from his own people, this love which we can experience and have great joy in. So brothers and sisters in Christ, what joyful and obedient lives we should live, we can live, if we would, by faith, believe and abide in his love for us. So let's humble ourselves before the Lord our Maker as we come to this table and rejoice greatly that we are loved with an everlasting love and come to the table with joy as we take of the bread of life and as we drink to remember the new covenant in his blood. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we do bow before you, the one who loves us and gives us joy through our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, open our eyes to see and our hearts to grasp this love more and more. And so make us a people full of the joy of the Lord. We are reminded of your love as we remember your sacrifice now, as we praise you for the fullness of joy we now uh, know in your presence, and we know that presence now. And we know that joy now as we celebrate this meal of remembrance with you, and we pray in the name of our King, Jesus Christ. Amen.